heard across the Resonate Regional Radio Network. It's my time, it's my life. I hope you will come along. This is Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin. Good morning and welcome to Rural Queensland Today. It's Thursday morning, the 4th of May. A very good morning to everybody listening to us across the Resonate Broadcast Network through 4SB in Kingaroy, 4ZR in Roma, 4VL in Charleville, 4HI in Emerald, 4LM Mount Isa, 4LG Longreach, 4GC Charters Towers in the Hot Country Network. Good morning to you. So much to get through this morning. It's a big show for everybody and uh, we're going to talk uh, with Rural Med CED CEO uh, Megan O'Shaughnessy. We're also going to catch up um, with Matt McVeigh, a great story there. Gavin Baskett will join us and Anthony Highland and so much more. Uh, some sad news, obviously, um, and we're, we've been talking about it with the passing of very well-respected uh, horseman Ken May, um, who was iconic and one of the real legends of the horse world. Uh, it was reported by Helen Walker late yesterday afternoon that Ken May passed away at the age of 69 years of age. Uh, he was iconic. I went to a Ken May school. He suffered some very big skin cancer issues and, and uh, was hospitalised after a severe stroke back in 2019. And uh, he was the Monto born and horseman and raised and he was a phenomenal, phenomenal horseman. He did many a school and uh, taught a lot of people. Um, and in 2022, uh, both, you know, you know, unbelievable, you know, John Arnold and May were recognised at a testimonial dinner for the, on behalf of the Dolby Stock Horse Sale. It was helping to raise funds for the medical costs and it was a huge night. Uh, they are inducted, he's inducted to the Australian Stockman's Hall of Fame and is now part of the Unsung Heroes of Australia component. Um, it was posted that he'd passed away uh, yesterday morning. He's survived by his partner, Anita Martin, and children, Lee and Rochelle. But uh, may he rest in peace, a legend um, and one of, one of the greats, Ken May, passing away age 69 years of age, an absolute icon of the horse world absolute icon. So let's get into it. Gavin Basket, sad news on this Thursday. We'll take a break, come back. Gavin Basket joins us this morning, Rural Queensland Today. Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today. It's Thursday morning, the 4th of May. Let's start the show with the Wintonshire Mayor, Gavin Basket. And look, last week, it was pretty unbelievable. Um, it was a special anniversary for the Winton Gem of the West Camp Draft. Uh, it was won by Ben Hall, but more importantly, it was a community, a proud community, um, a Winton community coming together and the Camp Draft a huge success. Um, it was just absolutely an awesome weekend. Gav, great to talk to you, mate. You must be terribly proud of your town when you see uh, the Gem of the West Camp Draft that was run last weekend and just how successful it was. Morning, Dobbo. Yeah, mate, it was a bloody great weekend and the Montana Radio and Camp Draft Association, led by Thomas Mills, did another fantastic job. It was the 25th anniversary and um, the amount of people down there and rigs was unreal. I had about 1,500 first-round rides. That does include second rounds and finals and all that. And it, uh, It's a bloody big weekend. It takes quite a lot of time to set up. Not a, the preparation months earlier, but the setting up the week, running the weekend, and then pulling it all down and just uh, great work by the committee and I, I reckon they'll all be having a quiet weekend this weekend. No two ways about it. Um, 
uh, the cattle donors are the things that I always think. I mean, volunteers are one thing, but th- there's been a consistent families that have donated the cattle continually. And talking to some people who competed over the weekend there last weekend, they just said, mate, it was elite. Um, the cattle ran beautifully. The draft was of the, the highest caliber, and it speaks volumes of the, the the cattle in that area, of the people, and, and everything that goes on. That's right, mate. Yeah, our local graziers supply all these cattle, and the cattle are a phenomenal mix for the last 12 months we had, so they were up keen and ready to go. And even the local transport companies like Curly's did a fantastic job cutting all the cattle in and out and back down to the sale yards, and without those, the local graziers and the transport companies, these things don't uh, don't go ahead, and it's a big, a big job doing that, like the trucks carting them and the blokes getting them ready, but yeah, just sitting there, went down there a few times over the weekend, and... Um, just watching the cattle go around, it's, it's great seeing good stock too as well that are in good condition just uh, amplifies what a great season we've had. Yeah, it's unbelievable there. Uh, dry in parts of the air, but you guys have had your turn. There's no two ways about it. But, geez, you've got some stuff coming on now. We're just heading to tourist season, but you've got a lot coming on in your neck of the woods over the next couple of months. We have, mate. We've got our few big festivals coming, the Writers' Festival, the Film Festival, and then culminates at the um, end of the year with the Outback Festival, which is going to be big. But this weekend, we've got a um, 80K endurance ride, and that's just a little warm-up for the locals. And then on the 29th and 30th of July, we've got the first Whittender Longreach endurance ride, sponsored by uh, the council and the QCWA since in the mid-'80s. It was started back in 1980, I'm pretty sure, to raise awareness for the Stockman's Hall of Fame in Longreach there to get that built. And that's back on the cards again, and hopefully... There'll be a lot of endurance ride people, not only from Queensland but Australia, that come here and have a lot, have a lap at this uh, iconic event that's back on the calendar again. Uh, good weekend, uh, obviously, this weekend in Winton. Mate, what else is coming up? I mean, y- you know, we understand that there's so many more festivals and July and June, July are massive, massive months for you. You must be excited about what's happening. No, nah, mate, really excited. Uh, like I said, we've got the Riders Festival coming up and then, uh, from June and July, the first week of the school holidays is the Vision Splendid Outback Festival, uh, Outback Film Festival, yep. and that's the tenth year this year, and that's going to be really big. Followed by the April Festival, and then we've got the um, Outback Festival in September school holidays, and that's going to be massive. This is the twenty sixth Outback Film Festival, and that's uh, always Outback Festival story, and that's always bloody great. And hopefully, we can get a good roll up to that. But we just want to. Let everyone know that we're open for business out here. I think there's a lot of people down south and in other states that think, because there was some flooding in the Gulf country and out in the Channel country, that most of Queensland closed and everybody's ready to roll out here. They've all got uh, plenty of staff and plenty of hospitality and just looking for the tourists to come. So hopefully we can get some uh, good crowds rolling up in the not-too-distant future. A lot of bookings and obviously um, there is a lot happening out there. I mean, you've won countless awards in that neck of the woods, but... You must be, you know, the flow-on effect in the next couple of months is massive. And I understand that people will be saying, well, you're worried, but there will be a lot of tourists there moving forward. Yeah, this has happened previous years. Dobbo, after big wets like the Montana, monsoon in 2019, and local operators just get a bit nervous because it takes a while to get started, but they, um, it always catches up. So fingers crossed if they come in a bit late this year, they might stay a bit longer into October and we get the benefits at the back end. But um, after all those years of COVID and international open up, everybody's just a little bit nervous. But uh, let's just hope they all uh, come eventually and our local economy gets a good boost over the next six months. 
Yeah, that's the big thing moving forward um, that you that you can actually see a, a pathway forward as well um, that everybody can Definitely, do. It. Mate, mate agriculture is the the first and foremost, but you know tourism second. Um, were you disappointed? Like, there's obviously a bit of conjecture around that Longreach Pastoral College. I know it's up the road, but you know it potentially could really cause some damage not having all those kids going back there and, and a training facility for the bush because agriculture is the first and foremost. Make no mistakes about it. It is, yeah. That's our number one economic driver and we're a big supporter of the ag industry. And um, over many years, ag college, a lot of people from our area went through there and uh, did their time and learned some great skills and kept people in the local industry. And that's what we want to try and do. And whether it's agriculture, we look at doing a um, regional university centre here in the hopefully this year, early next year. And that's just a pathway for kids to go through school and do their training locally and then um, stay in the community because quite often when kids go away for education and other reasons, some of them don't come back and that's just a, knocks our local town around. So anything we can do to keep kids local, whether it's a regional university centre or something like the Ag College is uh, a win-win for the area. Yeah, it hasn't been a good situation. There's no two <laughs> ways about it. Um, mate, your rugby league club, how's it all travelling up there? Yeah, mate, the footy's coming to an end. There's a couple of rounds left. The old Devils, they've been struggling this year. They've got a, a young side, got a lot of players, but all young fellas, and they had their first win on the weekend, which was fantastic for not only them, but the um, local community. In the last five minutes, it bloody started pissing down rain, which was great as well. But, yeah, no, the boys, it was like they won the grand final. They had a ball and um, they had pink jerseys on as well for Ladies Day and raising money for the RFDS. And they auctioned those up on the bar and over $30,000 was raised, which was fantastic for a small community like Winton to go to the um, RFDS. So, yeah, a great night was had by all. Yeah, awesome. Um, really appreciate your time this morning. Um, hey, and- Tom, before we go, mate, I just wanted to race up with you. A bit of a campaign we're going to get going here. There yeah. was um, a story in the paper a couple of months ago there with Daniela Tupo talking about waxing Matilda and how they should bring it back to the um, international rugby when Australia's playing. He said back in the day when John Williamson used to sing it sure. in front of 100,000 people at the MCG and get the uh, chills and the hair up on the back of your neck after uh, hearing the Wallabies do the Harker. So I reckon we should start a campaign to bring Walsing Matilda back. Nothing against the National Anthem, but nothing better than Walsing Matilda sung by tens of thousands of people and getting the players going. And Why did we ever go away that. from that? Why did we ever walk away from that? You're dead right. Um, what a, a phenomenal thing that was and, and something that I think we all agree with you 100% that that would be a v- very, very important part of it moving forward. Um, you would think that that would be something that we could actually hang our hats on moving forward and, and have something there that was really special. So, yeah, we let's start that campaign, mate. Let's do it. I Definitely. agree with it. Good on you, Gav. Um, mate, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the riding this weekend, the Enduro uh, up in Winton. So much to get through. And, geez, it's a great town and it's got a lot coming forward uh, as they march towards um, some of the big events throughout the course of the year coming up. This is Rural Queensland today. Gab, we'll talk to you again shortly, mate. Thanks, Bobo. See you, mate. Good on you. Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Um, I love it when Queenslanders decide that, you know what, they're going to take it on and start a business with and, and try and provide um, an alternative in industries. The cotton industry is a very, very rich and successful industry. It has many people who are associated and aligned with it 
And there's always been that way. We just do it one way. Well, things are a-changing. Plant and pick spares principal, Mac McVeigh, joins us this morning. Um, I was driving on the downs last weekend and there is cotton being picked. All in all, what kind of cotton season, Matt, good morning, are, are we expecting? Like, is it one of those big ones? Good morning, Ben. Uh, yeah, it's a very good season. Uh, everything was shaping up you know, to, be a, to be a perfect one, to be honest. But um, in some areas, it was just too cool and too wet and the season... Yeah, really is below average for a lot of those people. But all in all, all in all, as an average in Australia, the um, you know crop is above average. So it's great to see some of these small communities at the moment, moment just thriving with you know contractors, um, staff, and and just you know everyone. It just helps the whole, all the towns and the communities, and it's great to see um, you know many farmers having a successful crop. Yeah, um, your company, um, which is pretty special, has. Bought a, a something into the market that you know we've all we've all seen the traditional yellow wrap that wraps the the cotton bale up and it comes out of, you know of the picker and and stands there and your company plant and pick spares um you know you've decided well why not let's change it now let's offer another another alternative source um for a module wrap which is I mean, it just doesn't happen overnight, but it's something that, you know, as a local and as a Queenslander that you thought, well, hang on, there's a market here and we can provide an alternative. Yeah, that's correct, Ben. I mean, it's, it's been a long road and I've got a lot of grey hair and lost a lot of hair from that. And um, it's, you know, we're mainly farmers and we're yeah. also contract operators. So for me, being close to, you know, these machines and understanding how they work and what was needed, I was really... You know, a big part of that. Otherwise, I don't think we could have achieved it. But you now we're only a small company, um, sort of a bit boutique, if you like. But we've had to do everything right. Um, you know, we haven't wanted to, you know, have a poor quality product or step on anyone's toes. So um, it's been a, a long development road, and we're not really here to conquer the market. We're just here to provide an alternative to growers and um, put a bit back into the communities. The big thing about when you when you look at this and you say, well okay, we're going to take something on and you, you know this industry better than most. As you said, you, you, you've grown it, you work it, you, you, you know it. And so you look at this and go, okay, from its infancy when you say we're going to start this, how difficult is it to get a product and, and, and it's not in any way, competition is the greatest thing ever and if it's been one-way traffic, well, well that's a monopoly that, you know, in anybody's language we, we, we can't have and especially in rural and regional Queensland where there's so many contributing factors um, to a crop that you've got no control of. So the cost is something, and you know, or providing something and an alternative is something that, you know, everybody needs to know. So when you go and start this and, and, and a local business and people listening to us today go, well, mate, we want to support local. How long from the idea to now in operation that you can provide a product has it taken? Right. <laughs> Ben, it's it's probably been around seven years since we sort of first looked at it, but yeah. um, and there was a lot of trial and development, and obviously, you know, legalities we had to get around. And you know, at the same time, we have a lot of respect for the um, original supplier. So, um, yeah, as you say, we're just we're just trying to provide something a little bit different, a little bit, you know, Australian-owned company, Australian-developed. Um, but yeah, it's been a long road, like seven years. Um, yeah, this year it's great to see that we've. We've had some excellent support and we certainly don't expect everyone to, to get behind it, but I think if we can just have a little bit of input in each area, well, I think it's a great thing. 
what I like, and we're talking to plan and pick spares principal Matt McVeigh. So you, you've got this alternative wrap. Mate, what, what colour is your wrap, like in all honesty? what What's the colour that we should be looking for? Yeah, so this year we had a bit of a, you know, it was a difficult process trying to pick a colour. I, uh, I kept joking that I felt like my wife trying to pick a colour to paint the bedroom. Yeah, because, I get it. Uh, I get it. We just, we just, yeah, it was like the end of the day. The product just had to work right. Uh, one of the colour that stood out and that was different. So this year we've sort of got a, like a, a bright green colour um, and and then a light green sort of natural colour and also a purple wrap, which in the future I'd say um, the purple will be a big one. That seems to be quite a good hit amongst the uh, people yeah. in the field. It's different, but it stands out. It looks good with white. Um, we've got a little bit of orange there as well this year. But, um, yeah, we're, we're sort of... Yeah, that's a good thing about being um, Australian-based, Australian-owned, that if there's a charity out there that everyone wants to support. and I love this part of it, behind, mate. We can change the colour to suit that. So. I, I like this part even more, that you will donate, and this is the thing that I'm talking to people today, and this is where when you are local and you are Australian and you live and breathe it, this is why these kind of businesses prosper. So you'll donate 1% of the sale proceeds back to the towns where the wrap was purchased and then they can go and choose where the funds go. Now, that is something that I haven't heard. So at the end of the season, how this works, am I right in saying it, is that you'll calculate how many sales to say, let's say McAllister, let's say Dolby, let's say Bonjean, wherever it is, you'll look at that and then say, right, there's that amount of wraps that will give 1% back and that can go back into the town. So not only when people purchase a product that, you know, is obviously, you know, as good as, if not better, you're also giving back to the town where it was purchased and keeping rural rural Queensland afloat. That's correct, Ben. Well, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a very technical product, this, and I sort of – I do need to warn a few people, I suppose, that I think there are sort of poppy alternatives coming into the market direct from overseas. And Yeah, well, we know that I that's mean, a foreign – you know, we, we understand that with steel, mate. We, we, we know what you're saying. Like, Yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah, like, you just yeah, got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, and this is – when your livelihood's at stake and that is the cotton on the ground sitting in the paddock, you, yeah. you need to make sure that you've got them – it's secure. Like, I, I completely that, that's get that. Yeah, and I understand yeah, yeah. yeah, I understand that. So when people purchase off you – Yep. There is, they go. They need to know that when they do buy off plant and pick spares, that it's going back to there's one percent going back to that town that they live in in that area after the end of the season for everything that they've spent there. Yeah, that's correct. So we've actually got a joint sort of collaboration with uh, Cotton Growers Services, and uh, we've decided to um, yeah, give back this the one percent of the total proceeds. So. The local Cotton Growers Association can choose then where that money goes. So we just thought, you know, it, it's a good thing for cotton. It'll get, um, you know, I think it'll it'll help the cotton name. It'll it'll give the communities a bit of sense of pride and ownership. And also, we know exactly where that money's going. Then it's not just, uh, you know, being lost, I suppose, in, in high levels or, um, you know, you don't know who it's supporting. So this can go to anybody. It can go to any charity. Um, so it's up to the locals where it goes. So we're really excited by that. Yeah, I think this is fantastic. How do people get in contact with you? Obviously, you know, there will be people that know what you're doing and then there's obviously people who are hearing about it for the first time. What's the process? Yeah, it's at the moment. The best way to do it is just get in touch with your um, you know, local branch of Cotton Grower Services and talk to them about it and, um, yeah, they can provide more information from there. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Matt McVeigh, really appreciate your time this morning and congratulations, mate. Um it's one thing to have an idea. It's another thing to follow it through. It's another thing to actually be 
proud enough to stand up and bang the drum and that's what you've done um, and you're giving back as well, which is just bloody awesome. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. I really appreciate it. We'll do everything we can to promote uh, that. Uh, Plant and Picks Bears, uh, Principal Matt McVeigh. Good on you, mate. Great to chat. Thanks very much, Ben. Have a good morning. Good on you. We'll take a break. Come back. Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. You're with Ben Dobbin. It's the 4th of May. Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Natalie Dingle is the owner, along with her husband, Jamie, and for the last 10 years have had that Roma-based steel business, Roma Wire and Steel, and it's one of Southwest Queensland's largest and best suppliers of steel products. She joins us this morning. G'day, Natalie. How are you, mate? Really well, Ben, and yourself? All right. Um, look, I mean, it, it, it's such a an interesting commodity, the steel market at the moment, and, and steel products, and there is so many different ways to look at it. But one thing that you guys have done, and, and, it, and it stood the test of time, is that you are locals, you've been straight up, you've worked, and never, ever uh, have you in any way jeopardised the product and the and the steel that you guys obviously present, and it's 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 boded well. Um, steel is such a hard commodity at the moment because of some of the inferior stuff that comes forth, but you guys have seen substantial growth because of sticking to your principles and values. Yes, that's correct, Ben. We've actually been there seventeen years now, so we've been there a fair while. Um, the steel game has been volatile the last probably twelve months. It's probably reached its peak in you know, the end of the year, November, December, it's actually starting to even off a bit at the moment. So, mate, what, what, why has there been such a and, – and, and explain to people, because everybody's like, gee whiz, the steel prices, it, it, it's such a variant. Why is it always so up and down, shortages, a lot of it? Why is it such a difficult commodity at the moment? Oh, look, I think a lot of it depends on the overseas um, market and what's going on over there and the whole world economy, really. And there's been like a – um, massive supply shortage of steel and the import prices like freight and stuff have been incredibly ridiculous. They're starting to come down on that now at the moment. But it certainly is a volatile market. It goes up and down, but hopefully it'll level out for a little while and, and um, you know, things will be good. We're coming into our busiest time now, which is April to June, up to the end of the financial year. So it's always busy for us, but Keeps us going, Ben. We've actually had um, two of our boys have joined the business, which is the awesome. best thing that could happen. Yep. Um, our middle boy is working out in the yard. He's had three years' experience in a steel business in Toowoomba, and he's come home to join us. And our youngest fellow is an auto electric, and he's come in, and um, he's working in the office doing sales and going great. Um, so it's the best thing that's happened to our business. It's awesome. Family's everything. No two ways about it, and and – that is what you live and breathe for, to have your, your, your boys back working with you. Um, from steel to, to fabrication to, to building stock crates to building grids, you, you guys are a one-stop shop. There, there's nothing that you won't look at, and obviously a big part of your business is that manufacturing, and so that's an important thing for people to know. And you're not just based in Roma. You guys, you service the west, you service the east, you service the north, you service the south. Uh, People can come to you and there is a, a real pathway um, for people to go there with anything, uh, any idea or concept, and you guys will step it through. No, I definitely, Ben. We um, do a lot of stuff built to specifications. Jamie's very knowledgeable in all areas of the industry. He's been it for a very long time, 30, 40 years. You know, he's, he, he 
can just help you put together anything. But it's a whole team, Ben. Like, we're there to make the customer happy, and that's what we do best. And for that reason, we just get so many repeat customers from all over Australia. Like, we just have a huge clientele. And, um, you know, we – but, you know, you do live in your business. That's all you seem to do. But yep. we enjoy it, and, and um, we've got some cattle country on the side, so that, you know, gives us a bit of a area to get out of the business for a while. But, um, you yeah, know, it's, it's still going good, Ben, and – and um, things are looking good. I mean, cattle prices have probably come off a little bit, but everyone's still pretty positive around, and Roma's going really well. Roma's a great town, and, yeah, it's all good. Natalie Dingle joins us this morning. Their business, very well known to everybody, uh, Roma Wire and Steel, um, 17 years, and this business has just been at the forefront, and they are the leaders. 172 to 174 Raglan Street, Roma, and no big – no job is – too big and no job is too small and whether or not it's steel whether or not you want some fabrication work whether or not you need something done this is the place to go and the, and and you can just call and the thing is you're talking to locals aren't you that the big thing about yeah. you guys natalie is you you, you, yeah. you pay your taxes you invest you guys are locals and and that's what you're dealing with and and so you got to live and breathe in the community as well which is important and that's that's where you guys have, that. have that's, and that's why yeah. you've prospered because yeah. you give back and that, that's where you absolutely are at the forefront. We sponsor it as much as we can, get involved in all the community stuff. We're involved in this sculptures out back at the moment and I've been doing a fair bit of work to try and encourage everyone to do that. We're hoping all the businesses up Mitchell Road will build a sculpture to put out the front. So <laughs> the boys at work are already doing that. So yeah, no, you've got to support the town you live in. They support us and, and we love Roma, so it's great. Awesome, awesome. Natalie Dingle, uh, one of the owners of Roma Warren Steel, two of her boys are back there working, which is just awesome as well. Um, for you and Jamie, I think there's nothing greater than that. Really appreciate your time, and we can't do enough to promote businesses like yourself. Just awesome. Um, get in contact with them today. They will look after you in anything that you need. You need to go and see them. Appreciate your time, Natalie. Have a great Thursday. Thank you, Ben. You too. Good on you. We'll take a break, come back with more. This is Rural Queensland Today. Rural Queensland Today across the Resonate Broadcast Network, Rural Med ED CEO Megan O'Shaughnessy joins us this morning. Megan, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Good morning, Ben. My pleasure. Um, There's no two ways about it. We need more GPs and we need more people, uh, young men and women, um, who to become healthcare workers. And we need to go within. We know there's a shortage in the bush. We know the the, the, the catastrophic situations. We don't need to go into Gladstone. We, we we just know we everywhere we go, and and some councils are, are taking matters into their own hands. We know the Black or Tambo Regional Council have done their own ads. You know everybody's trying different hmm. ways, but the long term solution is that we grow with from within, and we create yeah. with from in and. You've yes, been no a one's big, coming to say no, this. No one I'm is. Sure you, I'm yeah. sure you, no one's coming. So I yeah. hope everyone realizes that. Yeah, now. and the thing that you've done, and and it and it's been quite unbelievable, is absolutely give some insight to the young men and women um, through all ages to try and show them the pathway. And it's it's not easy, but the Aspire to Health workshops um, are delivered in this collaboration, and and they absolutely can show I think they're phenomenal and it's what we what we all want to see um, talk to us about what what's happening starting from next week and just the workshops that you guys are going to be holding 
Okay, so from next week we are at uh, Chinchilla and Dolby. And uh, the workshops have been, uh, we've done them for about five years, but and every, in, about three years ago we did a, uh, a bit of a, uh, a rejig of it all because we ask the kids for, you know, their feedback on, you know, on their, um, their experience and, you know, did it encourage them to take on a health career? And uh, when we first started, uh, the whole premise of the day, it's a workshop for the day, and we used to do a day in the life of a, you know, of a health worker. So we would do a day in the life of a doctor, of a nurse, and people would, uh, the kids would come in, and it's fairly interactive. It would start off with the QAS bringing in a patient on a stretcher, and we would set up like a mock hospital, you know, a mock ward, and this would happen, and the radiographer comes, and the doctor comes, and the nurse comes physio comes and uh, it's a very, as I said, very interactive, lots of fun um, and also a great collaboration between between universities and hospitals. So it's a Griffith University, University of um, Uni SQ and um, SQRH which is a, which is an organisation that places nurses in allied health um, students in our rural hospitals. Um, the the feedback we were getting though was that it was actually a bit overwhelming. The students would see what the nurses did, what the ambos did, what the doctors did, and thought, "Oh my God, I, I can't do that." <laughs> and so we then, you know, had, had a rethink. And so now it's a day in the life of a of a health student. So all our students who are in our rural hospitals all come to the day, and they they be they they are they are themselves. So the students actually see what a health student does for the day. So they get to see what you know the paramedic student works with the local paramedic, and uh, and they they get to see the support, the camaraderie, the interest. And you know, we always say you can't be it if you can't see it. So, but you, they need to see things that they believe they can aspire to. So we started them off with that student. You know, become a student. You know, it's it's as you said, it's a journey. It's one step. Just put one, you know, one foot in front of the other, and take your path down to a health career in your rural community. The 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 thing that I like about it is that they're actually seeing what's real. They're not reading it out mm. of a book. They're hearing mm-hmm. from frontline workers every day mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. there. The good, mm-hmm. the bad, the ugly. Yeah, oh, and, we and, can't and, and, the ugly away. No, but, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there are there, in every job we work in, yes. there's going to yes. be areas that we go, look, this is part of the deal. And I mean, mm. whether or not, but what you're giving is a true reflection of what this is. And mm. and that, you know, I've got a son that's 18 at the moment. He's mm. in boarding school and he wants to be, he's got one pathway that he wants to go down from a career. But uh-huh. like, I'm not saying, but he goes to one of these and it com- could p- completely change what he wants to do. We need more mm. healthcare workers in the bush. There's just no two ways about it. It, it yeah, is absolutely yeah. critical and fast forward 20 years if we don't get it sorted. And mm. we need to have them wanting to go and train. I had the experience the other day. I got a 15-year-old daughter. She broke a finger playing basketball. We ended up at Ipswich St Andrews Hospital in Ipswich mm-hmm. um, and the – Doctor who was on call was one of the heads from the MARA. And mm-hmm. I just said to her, she said, oh, where are you from? We started talking about the country. And her pathway is she studied at James Cook in Townsville. She mm-hmm. then went to Mount Isa where she was in the emergency department. She did four years there. She then went regionally and then eventually after 12 years she moves back to Brisbane. 
We mm, need great. more of that. And we do. If, yeah. if, if it's not happening, if it's not happening from within, we're just not going to have the doctors. And this is what this does. So next week you start in Chinchilla on the ninth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're in Dolby, Toowoomba, Charleville, Roma, Stanthorpe, yep. Warwick. Oh, you've got it all. <laughs> Toowoomba, yep. Toowoomba Region, St. George and Gundawindi. Now, where yep. do we find these? Where can we find the Aspire to Health calendar? Where, where, what's the place to go and find this? Um, well, um, we flick it out madly on um, through social media. Um, but if anyone come, go to ruralmeded.org.au and there's a thing that says high school students. But I, I just want to encourage anybody, you know, I mean, if you do have children and, and they come and say to, you, say to you, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a midwife, I want to be a physio, you know, after you, you know, just breathe, get over the palpitations. And, um, and, and I mean, it, it's, you don't have to get a, an ATAR of 99.997 recurring. There are ways to become what you want to be. And they sometimes, you know, they're, they're a meandering pathway. But they're a great pathway if you start off with one degree and that takes you on to the next degree. You know, if you don't get what you what you really believe you want to do the first time, there are ways to get there. That is and exactly you right. You don't have to get the ATAR score that gets you straight into uni direct placement. Um, that's right. And the know. other thing to, is to also encourage the students to, you know, that a lot of the young people, they think, oh, my God, if I go rural, you know, that's it, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. And, and I always say to our, our students, we don't want you to stay, you know, 40 years. Those days are probably gone. Stay five, stay 10. Have a wonderful time. Bring your kids up in a wonderful rural community awesome. where they can walk to, you know, walk to kindy, walk to school, you know. And then, as you know, as that doctor you saw in St. Andrews will tell everyone for the rest of their lives, I went rural for 10 years. It was the best 10 years of my life. Men a husband. Men a husband. Both of them were out there. Yeah. Men a husband. <laughs> Move back. Like, seriously. Like, and that's where. Absolutely. And, and, and that's what we're trying to. I just wish the government understood this. I just mm, wish that they I had a better think. understanding. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much no um, for talking My to pleasure. us. As usual, uh, awesome. Those dates, um, just to confirm everybody, Chinchilla the 9th of May, Dolby the 10th of May, Toowoomba the 23rd, 24th, Charleville the 11th of July, Roma the 12th of July. We'll get When we get a bit closer, we'll get that. Stanthorpe is mm-hmm. in August, the 1st and 2nd mm-hmm. of August. Toowoomba back again on the 15th and 16th of August and St. George in September and Gundawindi in September on the 6th as well. Uh, Megan O'Shaughnessy. I feel tired even listening to that. No, that's all right. It's a lot of work, but you know what? We're really appreciative. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. Thanks, Ben. Good on you. We'll take a break. Come back. Rural Queensland today. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Thursday morning, the 4th of May. You're with Ben Dobbin across Rural Queensland today. Anthony Highland uh, joining us this morning, and there was – Close to 4,000 head yarded um, at the Dolby store sale, prime and store sale yesterday. Um, and the reduced yarding compared to the week before obviously compensated a little bit um, with what was a huge yarding in Roma, 10,000 head on Tuesday. And look, there's no, you know, in any way sugarcoating. It, it, it was a little pressured it was it, it struggled a little in Roma um, compared to weeks on weeks but it is uh, on the eastern seaboard both these markets are premier markets uh, it is starting to dry off in different areas and obviously the market is starting to feel a little bit of pressure Anthony Highland joins us this morning from Grant Daniel Long and St George 
Mate, um, look, the yard in close on 4,000 uh, yesterday in Dolby. Let's start with the prime job first because that's where a lot of people are, you know, looking forward. And, and obviously there's oats in the ground and people are looking at to what they should be doing with their prime cattle. How was that job yesterday? Yeah, it was uh, – Ben, it was no cheaper and um, all, all prices were certainly competitive and, and trying to secure their stock. So um, of actual true prime cattle in the market out of the, you know, the first round cattle – might have been probably 50% out of 2,000 cattle were, were proper prime uh, bullock or cow. So, but then the bullocks, we had a good good draft of bullocks out of the southwest and, and older bullocks uh, done up like drums and they were $2.90 to $3 uh, all the way through their consignment. And, and the younger bullocks were back up to sort of $3.15 to, to 20 with a very odd isolated $3.30. So, for what bullocks were there, they were certainly trying to buy them and they didn't want to let them go. So I, yeah. I assume they are buying some more kill cattle on their grids. They've, they've all lifted their grids a bit the last week or two and, and um, evidently they want to. They need a few more cattle so they're getting into them. Mate, um, there, there's lots to like about this job, but this store job at the moment it, it is of concern. I mean, uh, MLA quoting that market in different places, back 20, back 30, and, you know, necess- not necessarily, you know, Correct. You've got to look at the quality of cattle. There's a lot of factors in there, but yielding steers, you know, were back at least eight cents um, and more in places. And the returning of store cattle to the paddock has become a little cheaper. Can you give us a snapshot on what Dolby was like yesterday? Yeah, well, it. Uh, I think it, it found its ground again. Like, we go back last week and there were six and a half thousand cattle and, um, you know, the short weeks and, and that job was as strong as you'd seen it all, all the way through it. But yesterday we we saw you know we we saw plenty of people there in front of cattle. Probably seen the people that have got a bit of oats or has got a bit of crop um, left over from the summer to, to now use. Um, so the I couldn't have said the stores were were as you know as hit as hard as what it might have been in Roma. But look. We still had good sales of weaner steers from 200 to 350 kilos, make over $4 a kilo. Uh, no $5 action at all this week. So when you look at that and the tops, well, yeah, there could have been, the tops could have been out of it by 30 or 40 cents. But in saying that, uh, yeah, there, there was plenty of buyers there and, and it was quality related. The, the good calves that, that fellas wanted to take on and get into, they were going well. Um, yeah, so look, uh, add rain, Ben. It's going to liven up because if the feeder, you know, the feeder job took a took a sort of ten cent positive trend this week, and you know, a bit of rain and moisture, the job the job will float. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure of that. And is it rain related? Is it rain related a bit at the moment? In all oh, seriousness, ab- so seriously, it is, Ben. I, and I guarantee it. Now, if we had a big summary out here of what we've seen the last two years, and you know. The, no, the beef job's been fantastic, and it still is. It still is, but I, I, I guarantee it. There's been a fair bit of seasonal control in where this job's at at the moment. If we had a summer and we had some rain to plant some oats on, I still feel we'd be fired up pretty well and and um, be right into this. Um, you know, there's just there, there has just been a shortage of places to go. I mean, we don't normally front up with ten thousand cattle in Roma. Right. And only buy the double the cattle to come back to St. George. So um, if we are in a spot, we wouldn't be sitting back. There's a lot of those little heifers and little steers do look very, 
very, very tasty uh, for this time of the year. Um, you know, sell a few feeders. Get into the market and buy a few stores. Yeah, and and this is where we've all got to look at moving forward. It, it, it's somewhere that you know, if we can, and uh, obviously there's a lot, a lot, to, lot to go with this. Um, we've got to try and obviously see that you know there's a real market forward when the season changes. Now, let's get a snapshot of that feeder job. Um, you know, but are there still cattle going to feed? you know, for making money or is it very much a survival rate at the moment? Oh, Ben, uh, yeah, look, I don't know. There's a lot of different people working on different prices for their rations on their grain-fed product, but to what to what we've seen in the market, it, it's very consistent from $3.40 to, you know, to $3.70, the top of three seventy in the heavy 100-day feeder steer market. Um, but, you know, I think we saw prices there Plus fifteen cents there this week, in, in compared to the last two weeks on on particular British bred cattle. You know, it's a very good Hereford steers make three dollars sixty five from up at one down. Well, a couple of weeks ago, there would have been three dollars thirty five or forty. So, yeah, the I think the market it, it's got it's it's all got its potential written all over. A, a bit of timing comes into this job, and at the moment we're we're a bit short on on the summer, and we're short on the. You know, we're a lead short up to this this part of the year now. But um, either the feeders here, Ben, we've dried up on feeder cattle realistically in this catchment. We we have a few left around us, but you know, we've we've had a big charge here of feeder steers in the last six weeks, and and um, you know, we're into weaners now. So um, I think that's happened in a lot of places. I think the feeder job can get dearer purely on on some number control and um, where they are. Yeah, they'll be out in the west, no doubt at all. Um, but they might want to turn them into bullocks too, so on their season. Yeah, and that's the big thing as well, um, you know, and that's the big thing that we're going to watch. Moving forward, and Anthony Highland, and it's not grim. We, as you said, the market is still very strong compared to where it's been, but there's no two ways about it. It's 40, 40% to 50% cheaper than where it was this time last year. So how how are people getting back into it? Is it, is it just the trade? Is that the thing, like it's your buyback in? Has to be right at the moment, Ben. If we've still got steers carried on from eighteen hundred to two thousand dollars end of last year, and you've got some weight, you nearly need to be looking at taking some and coming back into the market at at a thousand and twelve hundred. Um, but you know, same terminology for the for the producers, Ben. And and um, you know, look, we yeah, cattle job was amazing last year, and it, and still good because when you can pull a pull a calf off a cow like a grape for twelve hundred dollars, it's still not too bad. You know, I think uh, yeah, we, we we copped a bit of a pacing there for a long time. We didn't know our cattle were worth more any more than six hundred dollars off mum back in the day. Well, now we know they're worth every bit of twelve hundred when it doesn't rain. So, um, you know, I, I think it's still a very positive shape. Just to see, you know, if we, if we had that summer, yeah. we had this other start, we'd be we would be racing. Yeah, appreciate your time, mate. Thanks for a comprehensive overview, um, and thank you so much for being with us this morning. We'll take a break. Thursday morning, 4th of May, rural Queensland today with Ben Dobbin, a break and back with more. Well, that's it for us here this morning on Thursday morning, the 4th of May. Have a great Thursday, and we're back tomorrow morning from 9am with rural Queensland today with Ben Dobbin. Enjoy your day wherever you are, and stay safe. Till next time, when the weed is ripe, keep the headers rolling in the paddock. We'll catch you tomorrow on Rural Queensland Today. Ray Hadley joins you next. Enjoy your Thursday. It's the 4th of May across Rural Queensland Today. 
Till next time, it's bye for now.